0: Episode of the Step Back Podcast here on Fan Side, and you can find us on all of the podcast apps, including Spotify, Google Podcasts, and Apple Podcasts. Also, make sure to check out our last episode. We're now going twice a week. We went earlier in the week. All of it still applies. We went through the top teams in each conference and some wild cards and took a look at which of the teams might need to make additions and who they should possibly add. We'll do more transaction episodes as we go forward. I'm Ethan Skolnick and follow me at Ethan J. Skolnick on 5 Reasons Sports. I got Brady Hawk. You can follow me at Brady Hawk 305 Today we're going to set the table for the MVP conversation. We're now about 50 games into the season prior to the trade deadline, prior to the All-Star break, but some trends have been set. The league, as we've mentioned, has been weird this year. A lot of teams up there in the Western Conference we did not anticipate, whether it would be New Orleans, even with all of their injuries, and also Sacramento, who nobody seems to be talking about, still in the top four in the West. The Eastern Conference has held mostly to form, but the Kevin Durant injury has played with things a little bit. And, of course, Milwaukee and Boston have been a little up and down, although the Celtics, as we speak, have won eight straight, including a win against Golden State. So we're going to take a look. At 10 possible MVP candidates, we're going to go through them quickly. I don't know that some of them have the best chance, but we want to make sure that we don't give anybody who's had a great start to the season short shrift here. And the way we're going to do this is this is kind of the simplest way I can think to break it down. So let's just eliminate uh, some of the players that are in the top 10 here as far as MVP candidates, and then we can get to the more serious ones. I just went to stats.nba.com and I went to the top 10 players uh in terms of efficiency okay so overall efficiency uh this season by their metrics okay and this is not in any uh particular order but these are the 10 guys that have kind of hung up there the entire season so i'll go through them we'll talk about them and we'll eliminate those that we don't think belong okay so you tell me who you think is, is a strong mvp candidate at this stage luka Doncic, would you declare him as a strong mvp candidate
1: most definitely
0: Joel Embiid. Yes. Jason Tatum. Yes. Giannis. Yes. Jokic. Definitely. (laughs) You're laughed right. We're going to talk about him some more.
1: Kevin Durant. Yes. I mean, before the injury, he was kind of had a high seed and they were able to kind of be in that range, so I would say yes. LeBron. I mean, yeah. I just the record part just throws me off because I just when are we gonna as a playing team gonna have an MVP? I just that's tough. John Morant. Yes. Donovan Mitchell. Yes, I think he's, he can crack the top 10. Shea Gilgis-Alexander. I mean, I think he can crack the top 10 of just player base, but once again, is an MVP going to be a bottom five seed in the Western Conference? I, I definitely don't think so. All right, so let's
0: take him out. I think that's fair to say. Uh, is there anything anybody who did not pop up on this list who you would say we should be considering?
1: Oof. I mean, I'd have to... I think that's pretty much, I mean, Steph, before the injury, maybe we could throw in the mix. Maybe Lillard had a good start to the season before the team kind of tailing off a little bit. But I'd say that's basically kind of the the grouping that you'd throw in there.
0: If there's nobody that jumps straight to your head as we talk about this, they're probably not an MVP candidate. So I, I think I think we've hit it. So we've got Luka, we've got Embiid, we've got Tatum, we've got Giannis, we've got Jokic. Uh, we have Durant, but I think we're going to disqualify him because I do not think that you can be MVP when you miss a month. It's just too much. Even if the team craters without you to show your value, that's not going to be significant enough. They didn't get off to a good enough start to the season. Uh, LeBron, LeBron, I said when he won his last MVP that he would never win an MVP again. And it was no slight to him. But historically, when you get into your 30s, you do not win MVPs. That's been proven. There's been very few examples counter to that. Steve Nash was a late bloomer. But also when you get to your 30s, People are tired of giving you MVPs and you're compared against yourself. And so I thought that LeBron's last MVP would be his last MVP. I think that's going to be the case. He's not going to win it in a team that no matter how well he plays and he's been remarkable, uh, a team that at best is going to finish a f- couple of games over 500. And I don't even know that they're going to be there. So let's take him off the list. Uh, Donovan Mitchell, I, I think is a cute candidate. I don't, I don't take him particularly seriously. He is an MVP candidate. They would have to be, surging to top two or top three that's not really happening and so I'm going to take him off uh and Steph I just think missed too much time I so it's the same argument as LeBron so here here's who we have we've got six candidates according to our elimination we've got Luka we've got Embiid we've got Tatum we've got Jokic and we've got Morant fair did we still have Giannis did you say that oh yes I'm yes Luka Embiid Tatum Giannis Jokic Morant
1: okay yeah I would agree.
0: Okay. What's interesting about this mix is we have four foreign-born players here. Luca, Embiid, Giannis, Jokic, right?
2: Mm-hmm. Two
0: who were born in this country and Tatum and Morant. So it kind of shows you where the league has gone. We don't even think of it as foreign players and non-foreign players anymore, but that's it's kind of the direction that it's gone. We have high picks in here, right? Obviously, uh, Morant was the number two pick. Luca was the number three pick. Probably should have been a number one or number two pick. <laughs> Uh, MB was a number three pick. Tatum was a, I believe, a number three pick, right? A lot of number three picks in here, right? We got a three, we got a three, we got a three. Giannis, I believe, was 15th. Jokic was second round. So he is the outlier here. So Morant was the highest drafted of these guys. All right. Of these players, the ones who have won MVPs before, Giannis, Jokic, right? Two prior winners. I'm mentioning all this because this plays into voting. I was a voter uh, for a while. I made mistakes with my voting, like voting Derrick Rose over LeBron James in 2011. That was a mistake. But I do think winning it before plays into whether or not you win it again, because I do think there is voter fatigue that sets in. So as we go forward and we evaluate these six guys, Giannis Jokic, do you think there will be voter fatigue with either
1: yeah, I do. I, I think for one, Giannis is going to basically probably have to be the number one seed in the Eastern Conference for him to get it. That's just my personal opinion because that's kind of elevates him in a way to put him at a decent position to kind of get it. As for Jokic, it's weird because, like, before we get to it, I like that's kind of the, the natural front runner right now, it feels like, just based on the production, the standings, the stats. But, like, a guy that's won it two years in a row, and then a, he's also went down two in. Just natural base stats. He's went down in two points per game because he averaged twenty seven a game last year. He's at twenty five points per game, and that would usually lead to voters fatigue because it's a guy that's won it two years in a row, and then he declines in points per game. The thing before we get into him fully, I'll just throw in the fact: what saves him from that is they could potentially be the number one seed in the Western Conference, and he could—he's basically one or two games, one or two good assist games away from averaging a triple double. So, like, <laughs> if like if he's at nine point nine assists per game. He's averaging 11 rebounds per game and 25 points a game. Like if he's averaging a triple double, is the number one seed in the Western Conference? Like I don't want to hear voters fatigue. Like that, that's just that's just a tough thing to overlook.
0: He's also shooting 63 percent for the floor. I mean, I I don't even know what you do with some of this. Like you mentioned, he's down in the points per game, but he's averaging that ridiculous number. Uh, in addition to the base stats being crazy, nine point nine assists, and 11. He's at, no, I'm sorry. He's in more than 11. Rebounds. No, he's in 11 rebounds, 9.9 9 assists. You're right. He's right there with a the triple-double, and we know that they'll figure out a way to get him the triple-double at the end of the season if they need to. All right, so let's, let's do some process of elimination here before we get to the others. Giannis and Jokic. we got two guys who've been previous winners. Denver is clear in the Western Conference right now, or at least in their division, in a way that Milwaukee is not. Milwaukee's kind of hanging out around the two-seed. Jokic has had most of his core pieces back this year. Giannis's core piece, or at least the Middleton piece, was out for a little while. It took Ingles some time to get back, and they were counting on him to be part of the bench. I, I, process of elimination here. Giannis or Jokic?
1: Right now, it's Jokic for me, kind of for the reasons I just said. And then I I really think it comes down to, and that's kind of the big thing you mentioned, kind of the, not having guys back. Like, it hurts the Middleton factor. That's what Jokic dealt with last season. So we can't give him a knock for like going down two points per game when that was his role last season. He had to step up when guys went down. Like this year, he's in another role uh, that he's flourishing in, and it's leading to a a huge success in the Western Conference as a one seed. So I think Jokic gets the nod over Giannis, unless you know there's still a season to be played. He could go on a tear; they could end up getting the one seed. But I feel like at this moment, right now, I feel like we're it's you got to lean Jokic.
0: Let's go process of elimination in the Eastern Conference now. Joel Embiid on Philadelphia, Jason Tatum on Boston. Boston has outplayed Philadelphia overall. Embiid uh, has not had all of his complementary parts with him because Maxi only recently got back. Harden missed some time. Boston, again, has been better. I feel like Philadelphia is more reliant on Embiid than Boston is, is even on Tatum. Let's go through some of the numbers here. Uh, efficiency numbers. Uh, Embiid clears him shooting from the floor. Not really fair because Tatum is more of a perimeter player. Fifty-four percent to forty-seven percent. They're shooting about the same from three. All the thirty-five percent. Although of course Tatum shoots three times as many. They're both terrific from the line. Uh, rebounding, you know, Embiid's basically averaging ten. Embiid, uh Tatum's averaging about eight and a half. Assists, they're about the same. That's a great credit to Embiid. He's averaging four, uh, four plus assists plus uh, almost two blocks. Uh, and a steal, which uh, Tatum also averaging a steal. Embiid commits more turnovers, not surprising. Uh, Ball's in his hands a lot to create plays. Um, Tatum's actually averaging uh, more minutes, 37 minutes a game, Embiid 35 minutes a game. you got to get Embiid to the end of the season. And Tatum has played more games. He's played 10 games more than Embiid has to this point. He's been more durable. Embiid or Tatum, who are we eliminating?
1: Man, I, I've been watching a lot of Embiid and it's like, it's so nat- like natural when he get, like when he's in his role when they're fully healthy because Harden's in this role where he just keeps hitting him on that short roll and he just does not feel like he misses many of those shots. Uh, but I think we have to eliminate Embiid. And it's tough because it's like, I always hate the coach of the year award because it's always like, it's not the coach of the year. It's always seems to be the best record award. And mm. sometimes MVP kind of feeds into that where it's just like whoever has the higher record, you're going to give the nod to. But Boston's just been so good. And and I think the biggest number you threw out there, and it was kind of the thing that I was leaning toward when I was looking at it, was the fact 44 games played to 34 games played is just yeah. kind of a, at this point is kind of a big differential, I guess. And 34 points per game to 31 points per game, like both of them are being huge offensive threats. Credit to Tatum for kind of stepping up defensively. He's been a lot better in that region as well this year. It's kind of led into them, Boston kind of figuring things out and kind of being an even more elite defense than they already were. Uh, so I think right now we probably have to eliminate Embiid and go with Tatum. So probably the, the two the two front runners in each conference kind of have their guy, I guess, thrown in the mix for the MVP.
0: Well, Tatum uh has played the most games of any of these players. So he has been the most durable, but also we could make the argument he's had the best second best player of any of these players. Whether it's Luca, certainly Luca. Uh Embiid, Giannis, who hasn't had Middleton, he has had Holiday, Jokic or Morant and Desmond bain has been great. Jaron Jackson Jr. has been great, but Jalen Brown's the best second of any of those guys. I, that, I'm not saying again, that's not a demerit for somebody, but as we're trying to kind of parse this thing and say, who's had the most help uh, Tatum's had a lot of help. He's also had a new head coach, which uh, could have been a problem. So that plays into it too. All right. So we have eliminated Embiid and Giannis, um, not because they haven't been great, but simply because we know that if, we, if there's somebody else we have ahead of them, that they're not going to be the MVP. So let's look at the last one here. Let's go to the Western Conference. Dallas is in a free fall. As I say that, they'll probably beat the Heat tonight, but they've not been playing particularly well lately. Uh, Memphis is hot as hell. Morant or Luka? Who are you eliminating?
1: So if we keep going based on what we've been doing it, based on record, because the fact that the Grizzlies, you know, by the, t- by the time this, this podcast even gets run, the Grizzlies could end up being the number one seed in the Western Conference. Like That's the way things could turn this quickly. So you would think to look to John, he's had an incredible season. Uh, I know you always point to durability with him. If he could just kind of stay in that range, he's played, what, 37 games this season. He's at 27 points per game. It's tough to look over that, but I just feel like Luka Doncic is just, we have to look over for once the the, the kind of wins in the, the standings in general, because Luka is leading the league in points per game. Uh, he's been incredible. He's doing things also much more difficult than other guys because teams literally scheme him out solely just they'll throw three guys at him to just make guys like Finney Smith or Reggie Bullock just take open threes. Like that's all they want is to get the ball out of his hands and he still finds a way to average 34 points per game. Like that is not a normal thing whatsoever. He's also averaging. We, we kind of the, the close Jokic triple double stuff. We were just talking about Dutch is averaging 34, nine and nine. <laughs> like, like it's just like, it's so hard to just, he is in the top three, in my opinion of kind of that MVP ranking. And, and like we said, like he was, Found a way to get in that top four seed in the Western Conference just a little bit ago. Did they drop to five right now? Uh, the Pelicans not being healthy right now. It feels like they could drop a little bit. Maybe the Kings come back to life a little bit somewhat to kind of right above that play in range. If the Mavericks get a top three seed, like Luka Doncic is going to make like a real case to kind of be in that. kid. Like if their roster is like we talked about them needing a move. But if their roster is somewhat so similar to what it is right now and they get it up, up to a top three seed or maybe even a four, but I'm saying mostly a three, he's a top three candidate and I'm not sure he's three. So we have three candidates
0: now. I don't know that it necessarily would have played out with these three if we had done the first round competitions differently. But you're seated where you're seated and we just deal with it. We've got Luka. We've got Tatum. We've got Jokic. So Dallas, Denver, Boston, one Eastern Conference, two Western Conference. Two foreign born one from right
1: here in St. Louis, who are you eliminating? Man, I like it that we're also doing the thing that we usually do where, where you're just dishing out the questions. Well, just... that's what I
0: do. I, I, I'm, I'm a <laughs> uh, look, I, I'm leading the league. In the, the, who's leading the league in assists right now? I'm leading the league in assists right now. I don't need to shoot. I don't need to shoot. I'm just setting people up. That's what Kyle Lowry says, right? Just brings the ball up court, gives it to someone else. Let's make a play. I will weigh in on this. Trust me. After you answer, go ahead. Who, who are you eliminating? I think
1: at this stage,
0: Man, it's Jason tough. Tatum. Because
1: I want to say Jason Tatum, yeah. but it's like they're the literally the best team in the league right now. And he's the best player on the best team in the league. Uh, but if this like I keep he's saying the best always... player, but
0: OK, so here, here we go. I want to take the ball back. He's the best player on the best team. But this his second best player is far better than I'm the definitely. second best player on
1: either of these other two teams. Is that fair? Most definitely. And it's funny because I was looking at, I was, while you were talking before, I was looking up like MVP leaders and, and kind of in, in different websites and I saw Jalen Brown in the top 10 of a couple.
2: Right. That's so, why I can't so do so it.
1: Right. So I think there's is more team based and I feel like I'm going against my own stuff because I was just talking about, I, I always hated the, the, these awards, how they just like, it's always just best team oriented always. And that, ultimately the goal is to win. But like, if let's just change the name of the award by that too. So I think we should el- el- eliminate Jason Tatum at this stage, and the other two are kind of in a stats race with each other. It feels like.
0: Okay, so we're gonna take Tatum out, and again, it's no no offense to Tatum, and if they blow out the rest of the Eastern Conference the rest of the way, I would consider it. But let's let's do it. Let's do a switch here, okay? Let's take Jason Tatum, and let's put him on Dallas. All right. Let's put Luca. I know it's tough because you got other positions you have to fill in. Let's put Luca on Denver, and let's put Jokic on Boston. Is Dallas having even as much success as they're having now with Tatum there instead of Luca?
1: No, definitely okay. not. If you give if you give Luca that Boston <laughs> defensive talent, the size, Jalen Brown, or let's just forget even switching them. To your point, let's just switch second options. Like in, right. what we what are we swapping Dinwiddie with Jalen Brown? So like that ele- that elevates things at a high level. So you yeah, can make a, you can
0: make an argument that that the, the the third and fourth best players in Boston are as good as the second best player in
1: Dallas. I mean, yeah. What was is their second best player? Dinwiddie or, or Christian Wood? I would either either one.
0: I mean, I I, yeah. I mean, I, I you know, I, I think you look at Boston's overall roster. and I'm not saying that they're a juggernaut like we've seen past juggernauts, and and the pieces do fit pretty well together they had the resurgent they've had a resurgent al horford now and you know they have smart and and obviously you know they, they've yeah, they have malcolm brogdon i mean I, is spencer did any better than malcolm brogdon
1: yeah i'd say so but it's much? not it's not it's it's not like a ton like it, it's this is very minor comparisons but also i'll just add in like when we were talking about trades before like Jalen Brown would be like the the like the best compliment to Luca. Like he's the type of player that would be so perfect that could just get him just like go get a bucket, just like secondary creator. Like that is ideal if we were just in a magical world.
0: I mean, I think that Jalen Brown. I mean, Jalen Brown is top fifteen in efficiency. Like you're right, he is a fringe MVP candidate himself. If you take Tatum off Boston, they would struggle. There's no question, but they would not struggle to anywhere near the level that Dallas would struggle without Dallas, uh without Luca, or that Denver would struggle without Jokic. It's not close. So let us let's, let's get to the last two here. And, and I don't really know what we do with this. So I think we both have to weigh in on it. It's it's Luka and it's Jokic. And I mean let us just look at some of the base numbers here. Right. Obviously luka's gonna outscore Jokic. It's his role he outscores him by about eight or nine points a game. Jokic uh, has a better shooting percentage, although the fact that with the degree of difficulty of Luca's shots and the fact that he's still not a great three-point shooter, he's 35% from three, the fact that he's at 50% overall is remarkable, but Jokic is at uh, 63, actually Jokic outshoots him from three, but on many, many, many fewer attempts. All right, the rebounding, uh, Luca's free throw shooting is not great, by the way, That that is a plus for me for Jokic if you're trying to win a game, but Luka gets to the line uh, much more often. Jokic out-rebounds him. Again, nature of his role, 11 versus 9. Assists, 10 for Jokic, 9 for Luka. Steals are about the same. They're both at about 1.5. Blocks are about the same. That's never been uh, Jokic's game. They're about half a block each. They commit roughly the same number of turnovers. Jokic's efficiency is slightly higher. According to the stat site, Jokic is 1 in efficiency, Luca is 2, and Embiid is 3 overall. Games played, they played 41 each as we're speaking here. Denver has a better record. They've had more, they've had guys come in this year. Dallas has had guys
1: leave. Where do you go with this? I feel like this one, honestly, is a little bit easier for me than the other ones because I honestly, I think Jokic has the edge right now. And it's wild to say that because if you were, we would you would have to really think if you were to prick before the season, he would have to be having a generational season to try to go three in a row because we always talk about the voters fatigue. Like we talked about earlier, but it just feels like the fact that he is the one seed in the Western conference. He's almost, he's probably going to be averaging a triple double by the end of the week. I just don't know how you have those two primary factors that are like always factored into every MVP voting. Like those are like two primary things, base stats and winning. And he's doing both right now. Uh, So I think at this stage, it's Nikola Jokic. That's that's kind of the way I lean, but I don't think it's crazy to say that, you know, 20 games later, it could be one way or the other. See, I think it is Jokic, but I think if it comes down to these two, Luka's
0: going to win it. And I think it comes back to the very first thing we talked about is that Jokic is up against himself at this point and he's up against fatigue. And also, look, Luca is the Luca has the game winners. You know, that's you know he has the the more of the highlights. The ball is in his. The ball is in Jokic's hands. A obviously, but the, just the way that Luca plays out on the perimeter, and I also think that the league views him, I think correctly, as more charismatic than than Jokic, and I do think that that matters. I, I think that there has been there's a need to anoint someone, particularly in in LeBron's twilight. Giannis should be that guy because he is so personable. He is so likable. um, He has a great story, but it sort of always stops there. Like I thought after he won the championship that they would really put him in lights. They haven't. Embiid is not somebody that they feature a lot. Tatum, they've been kind of pushing that agenda, but he has to be clearly uh, better than everybody else, I think, for it to really go. He has got to be better than Durant, better than LeBron before there's a passing of the torch there where it's absolutely clear. Uh, so I think that the best player this year, the most important player this year, the team that obviously has cleared uh, more of their own division and their own rivals has been Denver and has been Jokic. I think as long as Dallas doesn't let the bottom fall out, which is what started to happen lately, Luka's going to win it. Luka's going to win it. I I, I mean, if, if, they, if they're a six seed, if they're a plan, which is possible, Western Conference, that could happen then I, I think Jokic gets it. And it's going to be like one of these by default. And it's going to be this weird situation because everybody looks back at those two Nash MVPs and says, well, Kobe should have one, got one. And Shaq should have gotten one. And how did Shaq and Kobe only get one during the entire course of their careers each? Like, it's crazy, but it really is just situational. It's season by season. And I, I just think the Jokic thing, you know, he's just been so remarkably consistent and, everything goes through him on that team also that he would be a deserving three-time winner, but they're going to look to give it to anybody else. Luca just has to win like 46, 47 games. And, and I, I go back to, you know, an MVP that was kind of stolen. We know here in Miami, Dwayne Wade was the best player in 2008, 2009. You look at any efficiency number, the game winners, everything that he did, LeBron got it that year because his team won 14 more games. And so, you know, that could be held against Luca, but I do think that as long as Luca can stem this tide, they don't go back towards 500, they don't just go back to a six or seven or eight spot. I think Luca was anointed the favorite before the season. He's had a lot of moments that have played into that. Uh, he plays, Dallas is a somewhat bigger market than Denver. Um, they will get a little bit more priority as the year goes on. He's better box office than Jokic's. So I think Jokic has been the best player. I think he is the MVP. I think if Luka can get his team back on course, he wins the MVP. Is that fair?
1: Definitely. Like I said, I think if if he can get to a top three seed to all your points, that's pretty much the benchmarker. Like you said it up perfectly. It's like Jokic can get it based on what Luka does, <laughs> like which sounds wild because like he set himself up perfectly, but it's like it it, it depends on the, the direction of the Dallas Mavericks depending on if he'll probably get it or not. But I still kind of stand right now at this stage. Like, if things were to stay exactly the same as they are now, Jokic is in the perfect position to kind of get it once again. But as we we're once again, as we're talking, they're the fit seed. So it's kind of tougher. But I w- I'll throw this at you last. The last thing I want to throw at you is if the Mavericks, because I don't know what kind of trade they're going to make, because I don't think it's going to be blockbuster type. But does a trade change anything in this kind of back and forth with it? Like only,
0: if- only, with the re- only only if it changes the record. I, I, I think if it changes the record, it changes the dynamic. I don't think they're going to get a player of Jalen Brown's quality, so I don't think we're going to be talking <laughs> about that, right? So, so I, I just I, to me it comes down to the record. The thing about Jokic historically that's going to be nuts is LeBron's never won three straight MVPs. Kobe won one. Shaq won one. Okay looking back in history and saying that a guy with no national profile, no, no national commercials, second round pick. Okay. Most NBA fans like don't even identify him. I mean, casual NBA fans is going to be a three time winner. It's gonna be interesting to see how history judges that he's already a hall of famer in my view, but there's a great stat that there's only one MVP who is not a hall of famer or going to be a hall of famer. And that's Derrick Rose, all of the rest of them. And that obviously was a very unique circumstance, a guy who maybe shouldn't have won MVP and then got hurt right after it. But the idea that Nikola Jokic of all people might do something that some of the greatest players of all time have never come close to winning three MVPs during a time where it's not like there are not great players now, like during a Durant era, a LeBron era, uh, an Embiid error, like with some, you know, some players who are very much equal or better than some of their predecessors. I mean, Joel Embiid in a lot of ways is a Olajuwon. It, it is kind of remarkable that uh, Jokic might be in this position. But I think we finished saying, I think it's Lucas to lose if his team loses. Otherwise, I think it's going to be Jokic. So there you go. The Boston influence will come in strong at the end, but I, I can't give it to a guy whose second best player is that good unless that team is much better than everybody else. And he's much better than everybody else. He's great, but he's not that yet. All right. Thanks to Brady. Follow me, at Brady Hawk, 305 you Follow me Ethan J. Schoenick at a 5 Reasons Sports. We'll be back on Monday next week. but for two episodes a week. Make sure you hit that subscribe button. You will get that
2: automatic download. Have a good day, everybody.